Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast with Kirsty and Isaac. If you are an Amazon seller looking to grow your business with some of the latest tactics and strategies, along with some great guidance for your overall business, then you are in the right place. So pay attention and if needed, take notes. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sprint to Profit podcast for Amazon sellers. Today, in this fifth part of our continuing series, we're going to talk about something that we find is one of the key reasons people get lost in the weeds once they've started a business, and some might not ever come out of them. If you ever got lost in what we do every day in your business or what you should do every day in your business, maybe things are not going the way you want, but you're kind of stuck on what to do, it usually comes back to this core problem. Yes. So today we're going to focus on how to not get lost in the weeds, or if you feel yourself veering off into them, how to pull yourself out of it and keep you on track. And that is by setting long-term goals and creating simple plans to achieve them, right? So definitely hold that in your in your brain, in your heart, wherever you need to hold it, because that's the point, right? When you're getting into the weeds, that literally means that you've probably made things a lot too, you know, too much complication, right? Or decomplexify, as uh, yeah. Isaac would say. <laughs> So the key areas we're going to talk about today to enable you to do this is number one, how to create a goal and how to do it so it's very clear. And we call these smart goals. You might have heard these, um, use this term before, but we're going to go through that again for you. Also, how to choose the core things that will get you to that goal. So the highest impact and the lowest effort. Again, simplify everything that you do. Get really good at forecasting and budgeting for growth of your business. So cash flow is even more critical than your profit margins. And we we see a lot of people not really understanding how to actually calculate that until it's too late, right? Until you've got no money left. Also, how to build shorter plans to hit that goal. So you want to chunk the plan down. So you've got your goal, the smart goal, and you want to plan every 90 days, every week, and then every day. Yeah. Yeah. So on the first part of how to create the goal, which... That, that comes back to understanding where you're going. We sort of talked about that in our vision setting episode, which we'll provide a link to at the bottom of this episode to check back on if if you missed it or whatever. But you do need to have the vision. Um, and to summarize, you need to know what kind of business you're trying to build, what kind of culture your business will have for you and your staff members. And we talked about that in our last episode of, of this series about the value setting of the company. So that way you and your staff members will, will really want to you know, be part of that that same vision and that same culture. And also what kind of financial milestones you want to hit in order to know if you have achieved them all. So these are all part of the goal setting that you want to achieve. And you have to do this on an annual basis. I mean, if you don't, you're, you're probably not going to have very clear ideas of what success looks like in your business. And nobody in your business is going to feel like they're really accomplishing anything because they don't know what milestones they need to hit. So the idea here is to make sure that you're happy and reaching your definition of success for both you you know, for your business and for you yourself personally. And the best way to do that is by starting, you you know, by chunking your three-year Viv Division into smaller goals. And the first major goal that we like to aim for is the first year or the one year SMART goal. So it could be a little shorter or a little longer than a year, but on average, we see a SMART goal taking about a year to achieve. And the idea behind the SMART goal is to shoot for the next major milestone. So the next major milestone you want to achieve within a nine to 15 month timeframe. It shouldn't be too much shorter or much longer than that, really. Otherwise, the goal is either not big enough or it's too big to see yourself realistically hitting anytime soon. And just to let you know what a SMART goal is, the S actually stands for specific. So it's specific to you and your business and who will actually accomplish it. Then the M is is, is for measurable. So it can be measurable through metrics or milestones. A is attainable. So it has to be realistically possible, not just a hope of ultra success. So, you know, people might say, oh, I want to achieve a million dollars in a year. Have you started selling yet? No, but okay. So how, how do you even plan to get to a million dollars in a year? 
most people aren't going to be able to do that. So for most people, that's not realistically possible. We would say that would be more like a three-year vivid vision or a two-year goal, not a one-year smart goal. Then the R stands for relevant to you and your business. So you know it's something you want and need to actually happen. So this is going to help us grow and, and get to our success, our, our vision of success faster. And then T stands for time bound, or basically there's got to be a deadline attached to it. Some examples of milestones that some Amazon sellers want to achieve in a year might be to get paid $2,000 to $5,000 in income a month from their Amazon business by the end of that goal, right? So not currently taking any income, I would like for my Amazon business to be able to pay me every month. That's a great first milestone. And that can be done. Like, you know, people even starting out, you know, you can start to build that that goal and, and build actions towards that goal of paying yourself by having the right products, by making sure you do the right things along the way and setting your strategies and all that stuff. Others might want to have enough income from their Amazon business to quit their day job or retire or semi-retire. That's a huge one that we see all the time. So a smart goal that will take you some, that will basically take some of that of the why, like, hey, I want to quit my job or, hey, I want to actually pay myself. And then you combine that with the business specific goals that you want to achieve in your, and you create a very powerful statement. And I'll give you some examples here in just a second, but we will have a template with an example of this in the show notes. So you can get your, you know, so you can set yourself a powerful smart goal and shoot to achieve it in the next 12 months as well. But just to give you an example of what it might sound like, just listen to this and see if this kind of resonates with you. Now, this was very similar to what Kirsty had, uh, what, five years ago now or six years ago, something uh -huh. like that. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like forever ago, 2014, yeah. 2013, something like that. Um, she said, well, I don't know, this isn't exactly the same one, but it's very, very similar. So mm -hmm. it says, I want to deliver $10,000 in profit per month for my Amazon business so I can take $5,000 in income per month, leave my soulless job and achieve my dream of traveling around the world, working from my laptop. I will reinvest the remaining 50% of the profit to continue growing my business. To do this, I will need to generate $50,000 in revenue per month at an operating profit of 20%. I want to achieve this by December 31st, 2021. So that makes a lot of things pretty clear, right? It gives you financial milestones you have to hit. It gives you a deadline by which to hit it. It incorporates your why of leaving your soulless job to achieve your dreams. And then it also gives the person, right? So I want to achieve this. And then it's very relevant, measurable, attainable, because it's not like, hey, I need to go out and get a million dollars. It's $50,000 a month. Like that's definitely possible in a year, especially, you know, that's a very good first goal to achieve for most people in, in this Amazon business. Yeah, exactly. And the reason we want to start there, because there might be a lot of people that are like, well, I don't even know how to pick a product. Like, how do I, <laughs> you know, yeah. but the, the reason we do that is because it helps you in the process of doing everything else that's going to get you there. Right. And so when we're working with people, people that have started their business, you know, they've already got um, stuff moving or people that are just looking to start out. Um, generally, they don't know how much income, number one, that they really want to make or number two, what they're actually making. And so um, we have to kind of reverse engineer that back and say, well, what's, you know, what are you doing in your products right now? Um, is that coming back into your bank account every month? If it's not, then there's probably something that we can do with the product set that you've already got. Yep. And if you don't have that right now, you don't have any products, then we want to find the products that are going to get you to that goal. And generally, we're looking for products that are around, you know, 3,000 profit per month. That's kind of a great benchmark to aim for, which would mean that with one product, you're likely to achieve $1,500 income. So if you just kind of build that up, 
I'm going to get one and a half thousand dollars income per product. You might get a little bit more. You might, you might get a lot more from that one product, but let's just base it around that. It's going to take what four products, well, not even that three products to get to that $5,000. So that shows you how it can be attainable through the main vehicle that we're actually going to achieve the goal, right? Which is your yeah. products. And, and people always think, oh, well, I'm going to need 20 products to hit $100,000 a month or to achieve my next goal. I'm going to need 15, 20 products. And we see businesses, I mean, we've built businesses where five, six products gets you to a million dollar business in a year. Yeah. It's not that hard. Like literally, if you just build it based on this, know your smart goal, know what you want to achieve. And then, like you said, reverse engineer it with products that actually plug and play into that system with a certain level of profitability and income each month, then you know exactly how many products it's going to take. So it's not so pie in the sky, crazy theory. You know, it's not going to be so hard to achieve. It's just, you have to be very dedicated, focused and understand that these are the products that are going to get you there. Yeah, exactly. So as a benchmark, if anybody's listening to this, if you're thinking about starting the business, you'd want to aim for finding products that get you at least $3,000 profit per month, which means you take one and a half, right? That's just using these arbitrary numbers. Um, if you've got a business and your products aren't doing that right now, then chances are that you're not optimizing them enough or they're not the right products for your business. Yeah. Because one or thing we don't want you guys- negotiated the goods or something like that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because as, as you just said, Isaac, right? There's no point in having, you might, it might look great on paper. I'm doing a million bucks. Awesome, in sales, brilliant. How many products have you got? I've got a hundred. Oh, okay, right. Now we've just said you probably take six products to get to that point. So um, again, our philosophy is very much do more with less and it's definitely achievable. So anybody out there in that situation, have a real good think about, the first thing we always say is look at your product set and see which products are bringing in the most money. Chances are it's probably the top 20 or even 10% of your business that's bringing in those products. So maybe 10 products, five to 10 products are bringing in that. We had a guy recently, um, Jeffrey, he had 50 products and I think he was doing 20,000 a month, right? Yeah, um, I think that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. So it looks great. I'm doing 20 grand a month. Awesome. I've got 50 products. Whoa, okay. And so Isaac, you did the analysis with him and it was like, well, actually, you could probably just focus on the top nine and we'll make some tweaks over here. And then he 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 got it up to like 136,000 a month in like a yeah. couple of months, which yeah. is crazy, right? If you put those numbers out to anybody, they'd just be like, oh yeah, whatever. How much did I have to spend to get there? Well, he spent less because <laughs> he had less products to focus on. And um, he basically spent, you know, time on his conversion, which mm -hmm. basically means that he could get more out of it and optimizing his PPC by spending no more money. So you know, it sounds crazy, but by having a proper goal and understanding the benchmarks it takes to actually get to that goal really means that you can simplify a lot what you're doing in your business. And if you haven't started yet, you can start off the right way as well. Yeah. And even if you just think about it, if you spent $5,000 in extra PPC for the month to get another $100,000 in sales, that's a no brainer. Like, yeah, the profitability is going to still be there. You're still going to be making way more money than you ever have. And all that's stopping you from doing that is focus and essentially a limiting belief of what you can actually achieve. Yeah, exactly. And so the real key to this is obviously, like we said, if you're starting out, it's a lot easier because you can start with that smart goal and then you can find products that have the right metrics to achieve the goal. So as a benchmark, like we said, $3,000 profit, 
per month. And there's ways you can do that. You can, you know, we'll probably link back to a couple more episodes here because you can go through how to find those products, right? But just use that as the benchmark. Um, now, if you've got a business, you then want to start thinking about, well, what are the assets that I've currently got, which is usually your products. And then thinking about what are the core actions that I need to do, the projects I need to do to be able to achieve that SMART goal. And so we like to break these down into high impact and low effort projects, right? And that is the ideal scenario because again, we're all about simplicity in the business. So we actually have a grid that can help you do this. And we'll, again, we can put that into the show notes as well. I don't even think we've got a fancy name for it. So we'll just call it high impact, low impact, <laughs> no, high impact, low effort. Um, but essentially, if you think about it this way, it's a grid with four quadrants. So basically you just get a piece of paper or whatever tool you use and draw a line down the middle of the page vertically and then a line that dissects it horizontally across, right? So you've got literally four quadrants. If you think a big cross in the middle of the page, that's what it looks like. Um, and essentially what we want to do at the top, at the top vertical is put high impact. And at the bottom vertical, we put low impact. And then the horizontal will have on the, I think this is the left-hand side. Left side yeah. yeah, the left side, high effort. And then on the right side, low effort, right? So if you think of it that way, it's like a quadrant where we're looking at different areas of high impact, low effort. And that's kind of most of where we want to spend our time. Now, there are going to be high effort, high impact activities as well. And those are going to be more of the core things that you're going to be doing in a year. Yeah. Whereas the high impact, low effort are going to be kind of things that you're going to be doing in the next weeks to help you get to the high effort high impact tasks, right? So there's a lot of high effort, high impact, but basically here's some ideas about what that would look like. So the high impact, low effort, that could be things like we just talked about. So with Jeffrey, he already had 50 products, right? He wanted to double his business. So he was at $20,000. He wanted to double to 40,000. So what we did was, was it was a little bit of high effort because was to have a look at, well, what are, what are the metrics in his business right now? You know, what's his profit margins? Where is his main sales coming from? So you've got to do a bit of work around that just to figure that out. Figured out that, you know, top 10% of his products actually making him the money. So let's focus there. And then let's think about what are the core things that we need to do to enable that to happen. So just looked at his conversion rates. Also looked at um, what he's doing in terms of traffic. So conversion and sessions. And some core things that we can do there is make sure that your listing converts better, right? And so I think his listings were on the low end of probably underneath 20%. So the first thing is to optimize those listings to be higher than that and get more bang for your buck. So the more people that land on the listing, they're going to buy. And the second thing is, is to figure out in his PPC campaigns, which ones are more profitable and is he spending enough on those campaigns? And just by putting more money into the profitable campaigns, which is no effort at all, obviously you need to have the money, right? But if it's profitable, you know, it's going to make you money. And so that was a click of uh, literally looking quickly at his um, uh, PPC, finding the ones that are profitable, put more money into those. That would take how long? 20 seconds. And essentially that set him on the right path. So first up, just changing a little bit of his listing and then working on PPC to be able to drive more sessions. Pretty much very high impact, right? Because it's going to have a massive impact on um, your sales. It's also going to have a massive impact on your profitability. And it's also going to have a long-term impact because you're going to get ranked by using those PPC campaigns. 
And you can see that's how he was able to achieve that result very, very quickly, just by focusing on what... Another way to think of it is the low-hanging fruit. What are the, the quick things that you can do that are going to have a big impact in your business? And then um, another key one there might also be reducing your price. So we do see a lot of people that um, are very high price compared to the competition, and therefore the customer is not necessarily bothered about paying that much, right? And so in high competitive markets, um, if you're very, very high priced, and I know some people want to be able to position their products that way, but usually if you need to be ranked for a lot of different keywords, you're probably not going to get the sales volume you need to be able to get all of the, the people volume that you need, right? So um, just by reducing your price, testing your price out, very low effort. What do you need to do for that? You just need to go in the back end of Amazon and change it. And then you just need to track what the difference is going to be. And so, but that can have a very high impact in your business as well. So just think about those core small things that you can do that will have a massive impact. And then on the other side, it's really the high effort, high impact stuff, which is more remodeling the kitchen, right? So that's more like, you know what, if none of your products fit that criteria, then you might have to launch new products. However, it is going to have a high long-term impact in your business to be able to do it the right way. And so first port of call would be high impact, low effort. Second port of call would be high effort, high impact. And then you've got the bottom of the grid where we never really want to play. So we'll go to high effort, low impact first, right? That's the worst one. You've got to put a ton of effort in to get very little result. And I think probably the best example that we see is usually either driving, trying to drive off Amazon traffic. So Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, YouTube videos, all that kind of stuff directly to Amazon to get a sale on Amazon. Do you think it's probably easier and more cost effective and more time effective to actually work on an Amazon sponsored ad campaign where you're physically working where the buyers are or to learn a whole new platform like Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, to drive people that might be kind of interested in what you're selling, but they're not buying at the moment. So just think about that. So if any of you are actually sat there going, yeah, I'm actually spending a lot of time trying to figure out this Facebook stuff, and you haven't actually done the high impact, low effort stuff in terms of Amazon PPC, for instance, then guess what? You're probably operating in the high effort, low impact quadrant, and it's probably why you're spinning your wheels a lot. Another probably example there, which a lot of people do, is haven't got your business running yet on Amazon, and you're trying to figure out how to sell on your website. And that's probably even further away from just driving Facebook ads to your Amazon listing, right? And so again, if you're doing that, that's very high effort. It's a whole other business model. You've probably still not got the right products. You probably still don't have the right metrics in your products to even consider getting a sale, getting profitable sales. So that's something you should cross off your list straight away. And then if you think about low impact, low effort, yeah, you don't have to spend a lot of time doing it, but it's really not going to get you a result, right? So I'm thinking there are things like, um, probably trying to get rid of a one-star review. There's a little bit of effort there. You might have to send a couple of emails to Amazon, but the likelihood of you getting that changed is probably close to zero, right? So why would you even bother, you know, taking up your mind space and taking up your email effort to do that versus conversing with a customer that could get you a better sale in the future, right? So just think about where you're putting your time right now, what you're spending your, your time, your effort on, and put them into those, in fact, just write a list. That's what you can do. Literally write a list down of everything that's in your head that you think you need to do, and then put them into those quadrants. 
and talk to yourself honestly to yourself about what is this really a high high impact activity and um, based on you know some of the examples that I just gave there you'll probably I'll guarantee you've got a lot of things that are probably in the high effort high effort low impact category that you can just get off your list straight away yeah like just some other examples like build a mini chat flow to try to get sales on Amazon. It's not usually going to be the best, most impactful thing, nor is it going to be easy to do, right? So there's lots of stuff out there that you've probably seen ads for and and training for and, and webinars for. Most of that time, it's from somebody who's very good at doing that stuff. And then they just applied it to an Amazon project, but they were good at doing that off Amazon stuff before they ever had an Amazon product where you're not going to have that you know, similar experience or that expertise. And it's going to take you a lot, lot longer. And you're going to have to test a lot more stuff and spend a lot more money than they probably did. Or maybe they spent a lot of money, but it's, it's going to take you a lot longer to actually get there because it's not your main focus. And your main focus is to get sales and reviews on Amazon. And if you focus down the main impactful stuff there, you more likely they get that stuff with less effort. And that's what we're talking about. The low hanging fruit. It's right there in front of your face. But you think that it's so much harder than going off and doing all these other crazy things, getting that shiny object syndrome. Uh, I'm working with a, a gal named Deneen right now. And I said, how did your last month's actions go? And she's like, oh, I got a bit of shiny object syndrome going. I didn't get as much done as I wanted. I thought I was going to get some other stuff done and didn't really go anywhere. And that's usually what happens. You get distracted by all this stuff and then you never get anywhere that you want to go. And that's another version of that low impact, high effort stuff is just going off and trying all this stuff that everyone says is the next big trick or whatever, the next secret to Amazon. The secret is there's no secrets. Kirsty actually just emailed me that this morning. <laughs> yeah. The secret is there are no secrets. The secret is, is that you just need to be good at doing the things that are very impactful in your business. That's the secret. Stop worrying about everything else. So that's kind of what we, what, what we want you guys to understand. And, you know, throughout this Amazon Jersey journey, Jersey journey, uh, you're actually going to need to get really good at forecasting to know what you're likely going to be able to achieve with your goals as well. Because if you can't do this, then you will not understand what actions you need to take in your business. And the forecast is essentially the roadmap that you're following. So you'll have your vision of, you know, this detailed idea in your head about what success looks like when you get there. You have the smart goal, but you need some sort of roadmap between now and then to understand how you're going to get there. And that comes through your forecast. So what you want to do is you actually want to forecast your current products, if you have them, current products for sales and performance. So profitability, revenue, whatever you want for the next 12 to 24 months, based on the data that you currently have any data. So maybe it's your past data from the last year. Maybe it's using competitor analysis to understand what they're doing. So you can kind of forecast and project your own sales performance. Um, but yeah, that's what you need to do. You need to first start with your current products. Then you're actually going to want to forecast when you'll launch new products and add that to your revenue and profit forecast for the next 12 to 24 months. Because, you know, everybody wants to say, oh, I'm going to launch 10 products this year. Well, that may be possible, but in the next, in the next vein, you actually need to make cash flow uh, projections and considerations because you're probably going to run out of money if you actually try to achieve 10 launches in a year. Kirsty, we've tried to do multiple launches like this where it's like, hey, let's just do five launches at a time. 10 products in a year. I did 50 products at once with uh, the, the first guy that I was working with. They don't go very well. You run out of cash flow. You, you never have any focus on anything. And, and your time and resources are just battered. Like you don't know where to focus and you don't know what to fix and, and, and optimize first. So essentially, when you try to achieve things that you can't achieve or that you're not likely to achieve, you actually just hurt your business. So 
it's actually better to scale responsibly and understand that your cash flow is the single most crucial resource in terms of knowing what is realistically possible for the success of your business, right? So if you think about, hey, I've got $20,000 to invest in my business this year. Okay, great. Do you think you can launch 10 products with $20,000? Absolutely not. If you think that you can, you're fooling yourself, unfortunately, because not only do you have to order the products, you have to ship them from wherever they're being shipped. You have to market them on Amazon and you have to continuously make sure that you're optimizing and spending money to help relaunch these things. And oh, by the way, you have to reorder them as well. So it's not just the first order that you're probably going to pay out of pocket to get. You'll probably have to do the next order at least of paying out of pocket. And then if you're trying to launch a second product, you'll probably have to pay out of pocket a little bit for that one as well. So just keep thinking about that. Now, if you can actually budget and, and plan out your cash flow, then you can actually scale at a responsible rate. So for example, if you say, I'm going to put $20,000 into my business and I'll never put another, uh, another dime into my business. Okay. Let the business fund itself after your initial product, right? So you're probably going to have to wait till that product becomes profitable and starts churning back income and profit into your business. It's not likely going to do that in the first two months, three months, per, maybe in 90 days, but you have to have to get the product developed. You have to understand what the processes and the profitabilities and the ROIs and all that stuff, what you're actually going to make from this product. So you're going to research it for probably a month. You're going to develop it. And that means, you know, ordering it, that's probably going to take 20 to 30 days to get it manufactured. It's going to take 20 to 30 days to get it shipped into Amazon. So that's what, two, two and a half months already. And then it's probably going to take two to three months from there to actually become profitable. So we're talking about one product taking about six months from concept to profitability, right? So if you think that you can launch 10 products in a year, well, how are you going to do that when you don't want to keep adding more money? If you had $200,000, potentially you could add 10 products to your business. Sure. But with $20,000 or a fixed budget, like $20,000, $15,000, something like that, you're going to have to know, okay, I can only launch one product until it becomes profitable. Then I can actually develop my second product because I know that I can't really afford to keep throwing money into this business without getting money back first. So that is the goal for pretty much most people that join this business is to have cash flowing back first before then they keep launching more things. So cash flow is crucial in your business. Don't let your brain ever think, oh, I can just keep adding products to increase my revenue and my profitability. And, and it's still realistic because if your budget doesn't grow with it, then you can't actually do it. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, it's interesting you said that about the 20,000, right? Because somebody might think, well, great, I've got 20 grand. Um, I can launch 10 products with that. Well, you could, but then you probably run out of stock. You know, you're not, it's not going back to the goal that you set in the first place, right? And so, again, less is more. So if you've got 20,000, a great way to kind of apportion that budget might be, I'll spend 10,000 on my first one and 10,000 on my second, and then the business will have enough cash flow in the in it to then fuel itself. So think of it, you know, as you say, scale responsibly and budget responsibly as well, right? Because 20,000 sounds like a lot of money, but it's probably, if you're going to spread it too thin, it's not going to get you to that $3,000 profit per month goal per product that you need to hit to be able to achieve responsibly your smart goal, right? And I will say there's some danger in waiting too long to launch a second product too, because like if you've yeah. got your product going in the, in the kind of the right direction and it's kind of, hey, I can see that it's going to turn a profit next month. That's probably the time to start going ahead and developing the second product, because as I just said, it might take you three months to actually get it into Amazon. So you don't want to wait 
you know, another three months to go by and another three months go by. Cause I've seen people sit on one product for a whole year and then they're like, Oh, well now I got two one-star reviews in a row. And now my sales will slip down to pretty much zero because I'm at a 4.2 star rating instead of 4.5 or whatever. And that's the opposite effect, right? So you want to diversify quickly, but not so fast that you've burned through all your cash. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's kind of a fine balance, isn't it? Especially it's hard when you first start because you don't know how long things take, even yeah. though someone might tell you, you know, you haven't been through the cycle. You've got a very different mindset that we were talking about the other in one of the other episodes to someone that's already been through it, right? And so that's why we always say, do your first one first, right? Learn the process, but then don't wait too long to then follow up with your second one because yeah. it's um, you don't want to go too hard too early and also you don't want to wait too long either, right? Keep yep. the momentum going. Yeah, just as an example, I started a new brand. I guess basically I started it back in July of last year. Um, by by September 30th or 23rd was when I got the first product on Amazon. Then I launched the second one Christmas Eve. So basically three months later. And now I'm launching my third one, which is almost exactly three months after that. Yeah. So trying to do it every quarter type thing. Yep. Um, but as well, yeah, and you've you're a seasoned, you know, yeah. brand builder. So it's, um, uh, you know, it's still, it's a very, not methodical, but it's kind of a, um, a re- yeah, like you say, a reasonable, a reasoned approach to it. And I have had to inject more cash than I kind of originally thought because I wanted to move faster. So I injected more cash. So yeah. that's how you can do it if you want. But if you're fixed budget, you can't do that. And then you're going to run out of money. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's not a race, right? That's the thing. So this is why it's very um you know, it's very important that you set a smart goal that is specific to you. Because like we said, if you're saying I want a million bucks in a year, well, that's cool. You could achieve that, but you need the time, the money, the experience really to be able to get there as well. Mm-hmm. So obviously we've got, you know, we've got the forecast going, which is awesome. We've got the smart goals. We've got the high impact, low impact tasks that we're going to hit. So what we want to do then is to plan out what the shorter goals are between where you are right now and when you're actually going to achieve that SMART goal. And then what you need to do is think about what are the actions that you need to take to get you closer to that goal. So sounds great and in theory, right? But really the phrase that is often used here is how do you eat an elephant? Anybody know? (laughs) With a fork and a knife. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the big one. Yes, that's right. One bite at a time. I'd want to cover mine in chocolate, I think. I don't really know how it would taste. Um, But yeah, it's a big thing, right? It's a big goal. So we need to be able to kind of chunk it down and um, understand how we're actually going to get there. So as we said, even though this is not going to be the ultimate goal that you've got, but the SMART goal might seem very overwhelming as a goal because it's a year away. But what you want to do is just start chipping away at it day by day, week by week, And you'll either be hitting the goal at the end of the year, or you will be on your way to achieving it and you'll know what's working and what's not working. So the way we do this is we want to set 90 day goals. So the reason we go for 90 days is is it's been proven that humans are best working in those kind of in that time frame. It's far away enough to feel like you're going to achieve something, but not so far away that you feel like you're going to run out of steam basically (laughs) on the way there. So Um, If you think about any kind of fitness programs or any diet programs, usually they're either, you know, um, 21 days to get you to that first milestone or usually 12 weeks, right, to get you a real result. So 90-day goals, 
set out what you're going to achieve. And then you want to break that down further. Okay, so that's my 90 day. So what do I need to do in the next 60 days? And then what do I need to do in the next 30 days? And if you've noticed all the way through this process, we're always working backwards. We don't work with what are we doing today? Because if you always started with what am I doing today, you'd never get anything done, right? It's like, if you just wake up in the morning and go, what am I going to do today? I need to work on my Amazon business, right? So it sounds counterintuitive. You might've all heard of it before, but I would challenge you on whether you've actually ever done it. So start with your biggest impactful 90 day task. So for example, launching a new product, right? In that high impact, high effort quadrant, you're not going to do it tomorrow, right? But that's where you want to be in 90 days time. So you then want to break down all the actions it's going to take you to get that done. So do you need to do new packaging? Probably, right? It's a new product. You need to source it. You need to find. You might need to find a supplier. Um, you might need to, uh, you'll obviously need to do your listing. You'll need to get some images for that listing. You'll need to find your keywords. All those core things that are needed to launch that product. And then what you need to do, again, is to work backwards from the goal. What needs to be done first? What do I need to do right now today that's essentially going to, make that thing move forward, right? And so um, even if you work back from 90 days, what, what needs to be done, what needs to be achieved in the next 60 days to make that 90 days happen? And then what needs to be done in the next 30 days to make that 60 days happen, right? So that's how you have to think about it. It's almost like you um, have a time machine and you have to, you've already got to the goal, but you need to work backwards to say what it takes to actually get there. And then what you need to do is to go, okay, what do I need to do this week to enable that 30 day goal to happen. And then once you've done that, you go, okay, great. So I need to do all these the all these key things this week to be able to hit that 30 day goal. And what do I need to do today to make sure that that week goal happens, right? So um, what you're again, always doing is working back number one from the main goal, then the 90 day goal, then the 60 days, then the 30 days. And then literally today, this is what I'm gonna do. The reason this is important is because it really does reduce that overwhelm. So just press the believe button now, right? If you're sat there going, I have no, yeah, whatever, you know, I've just got my list. I'm just going to do the list. But if you do that, how many people write a list and it's like three pages long and even longer, right? And then what, what, guess what you do is you go back to that list after a week and you've only crossed off a few things on that list. How does that make you feel? makes you feel like a failure probably, right? Because you're like, I'm not doing what I need to be doing. Whereas you didn't actually need to do that in the first place, right? You're not going to get all that done in one week. And so it's going to help your sanity, it's going to help your motivation and just get real, really realistic about what actually really does need to be done. And you'll notice over time whether you're allocating too much time to something or you're allocating too little time to something and get, get used to how you're able to work in that time frame. And it's always good to have time allotted to each of those actions as well. So we like to say, you know what, because most people are starting this business or even running this business, even we have people that are doing 2 million, 3 million a year that are still working full time, right? So it shows you that this is, you're able to do this and build a big business, um, but you need to be very good at time management. So just allot yourself two hours a day and get everything you need to get done in that for that day in those two hours. It will make you more efficient. It will make you um, a lot more productive. And also it'll kind of train you that you don't need to be in this business, you know, what all day and create another job for yourself basically.
Yeah. And you'll actually know which impactful tasks you need to achieve in that time period. Cause if you say I only got two hours, I need to get the most important stuff done in those two hours. You'll block out that kind of stuff that doesn't really need to be done. And yeah, yeah maybe you can get it done at the end, like the, you know, respond to a customer email or something like that. But if you start with that, that kind of mundane brain draining kind of work, then you're going to be burnt out and you won't want to do that bigger, high level impactful stuff. So yeah, it really does come back to setting proper goals, setting deadlines, allotting time to actually focus on the stuff, focusing on the high impact stuff and breaking it down day by day, because nobody wants to think about, oh my God, you know, just think in your head right now, when you're at a $10 million business, how much work you're actually going to need to do in your business. That's, that's overwhelming for most people at, at, at this current position for them to do, because they're thinking to themselves, well, oh my God, I'm going to have to have a staff. I'm going to have to hire overseas. I'm going to have to find a supply chain logistics manager, whatever, right? You're going to have to like think all these things and then you're never going to want to achieve it because it's too much for you to process right now. But if you take step by step by step to get there, then it's not even going to be a consideration of how much you had to achieve from day zero to, you know, three years in the future, because you're not going to do it all at once. You're going to take it step by step. And maybe you don't want a $10 million business. I'm not saying you do, but I'm just saying if that was your goal, you would be overwhelmed by how big that business would be. And you probably would actually be scared to actually achieve it. Whereas if you just look at, okay, I need to get this focused for the next year. And then I need to get this focused for the next 90 days, this focus for the next 30 days. I need to do these tasks this week. And tomorrow I need to do X amount of stuff in two hours you're not going to overdo it. You're not going to overstress yourself. You won't burn out and you'll be able to keep that kind of pace up indefinitely. I mean, and that's the idea, right? So don't burn yourself out. I think a lot of people actually get burnt out on this business because they say, I need to work in it six to eight hours a day. So that way I can make it feel like a job. Why would you want to do that? Why would you want a, something to feel like a job that you want to enjoy, right? You want to quit a job so that way you can come to work for another job? No. That's not how it worked. And we actually, you know, we talked about this before, but Amanda, one of our coaches, she was like, she quit her job, started an Amazon business. And she's like, well, what do I do for the whole day? And we're like, well, what did you need to accomplish today? Well, I needed to do some product research and send some emails to some suppliers. Okay. Did you get that done? Yeah. What do I do now? Take a break, work out what you need to do for the rest of the week and what you're going to accomplish tomorrow. That's it. Enjoy the rest of your life. Go out, do something fun, relax, go maybe read a book, learn something else, like learn some leadership skills or whatever. You don't need to keep focusing all your time per day on little mundane tasks in the business just to feel like you're doing something because you will burn yourself out and this business will become like work. And then you're going to hate it. You're going to regret it. And then you're going to want to quit. And that's what we don't want for you guys. Cause that's probably the, I would say for most people, one of the driving factors for demotivation in this business is overworking themselves. Yeah. And like focusing on, and the reason it feels like overwork is because you feel like you're spinning your tail, right? Um, but also, we don't want to cause an ex existential crisis because then you've got nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Quite funny. But yeah, um, I think just know that it can be done in that short amount of time. In fact, we see most of the people that have the, you just get stuff done and a lot that time, they tend to get the results a lot quicker because they know exactly what they're doing and they like we said you know they're building two million two and a half million a year businesses working full-time which is awesome. yeah and i think you have that anecdote of like if you're working in a corporation you always give the most work to the busiest person yeah <laughs> why would that make right. sense i mean they don't have any time they're just busy right but they find time and that's why they're so busy because 
they know exactly how to manage their time. Now, of course, that's going to burn that person out. But in, in theory, you know, if human beings were unlimited energy robots like that, that kind of plays out because the people that perform the best are the people that know exactly how to manage their time and get everything that they need to get done by setting deadlines for every single thing. Now, everything might not be perfect, but nothing needs to be perfect in life. Nothing in your business ever needs to be perfect before you action it. You just need to get very close to what you think is going to be a workable solution and then take action on it. So that's, I think, what another thing people spend way too much time on perfecting something before they ever put it into action. And I think we talked about that in the last episode about the company values of Google is like fast is better than slow, right? Yeah. So don't perfect something, get it going and then just action it. Because if you can at least get it going and you can start to test it out, you can perfect it as you go. You don't have to perfect it right off the bat. Exactly. So that 70%, 30% rule, right? 70%, I'm there, 30%, wing it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Got data over here telling me I'm probably going to make it 70% accurate. And then the 30% is you just saying, do it. It feels like, it feels like the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So just to recap, guys, today we talked about how to basically plan and strategize your business so that way you can become the real CEO in your business. And the first thing we wanted you guys to do was create a SMART goal, and you'll see a template on how to do that below this video. Then you want to choose the core things that will get you to that goal. So the highest impact, lowest effort, the low-hanging fruit. We'll actually have a quadrant that you can actually build this off of and some examples of how you can actually play this out in your business as well. And then you want to get really good at forecasting and budgeting for growth of your business. And just remember that cash flow is even more critical than your profit margins. It is the single most important resource that you need to have in your business for you to grow to the, you know, achieve success. And then you want to plan every 90 days, every week, and every day, and a lot time for each thing. So that way you can actually get things done without overwhelming yourself and becoming overburdened. So remember guys, now that you're armed with this information it is your job to implement it into your business and grow your business through action. Also to get some free training on what it takes to have a successful business to feel your lifestyle, head to www.goteamreal.com to download our free training today. And we'll see you next week for the next Sprint to Profit episode. And as always, we wish you the best for you and your business. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you would like to get more information about selling on Amazon, head to goteamreal.com for some absolutely free training.